Hello and welcome to the second episode of Liz Eats Local. The idea behind this podcast is I meet different restaurant, cafe, market stall owners in Manchester and find out the story behind their businesses while I eat their delicious food. But guess what? Manchester is still in tier three, soon to be tier four, so this has become very difficult to do. As this nightmare year draws to a close, I'm sure you, like me, have been reflecting on how this year has been and what you've learned from it. Certain things will make you feel sad, but hopefully there are some good memories and moments which have made you feel happy and grateful. This episode is a reflection of 2020 through food, and joining me on this trip down memory food lane, whatever it is, is my friend Ellie. She's also a radio journalist, but more importantly, she is one of my favourite people in the entire world, particularly to eat with. The next half hour consists of us picking our top four meals of 2020, remembering the good and the bad bits of the weirdest year ever. I hope you enjoy. 2020 has not been a good year, but has it been a good year for your taste buds? Has your mouth enjoyed 2020? Um, no. <laughs> because of coronavirus <laughs> oh okay so no yeah first half of the year lots of nice foods and i know maybe eat out to help out wasn't good for you know public health but i had a lot of nice food then which is great but then in like october i got coronavirus and since then the taste has mostly come back but it's still quite muted which as someone who absolutely loves food is really really upsetting what's it like now eating like having your christmas dinner the other day could you taste most of it what could you taste yeah so this was the first year that i've been able to sort of cook myself like an entirely vegan christmas dinner which was nice and we got to pick the things that we wanted and i I could taste things but it just wasn't i still feel like there's a tiny bit extra like there's there's not much i taste at the minute that i'm like wow that's amazing but maybe i'm just not eating really nice things (laughs) the smell is worse than the taste the taste is mostly back i'd say oh but you can't smell anything Mm, it's very hit and miss uh so i got a lot of like lush stuff for christmas from my boyfriend and it yeah a lot of it i could not smell really well (laughs) so (laughs) i'm sure it's great that's really sad (laughs) also losing my taste was around my birthday so then on my birthday when i wanted to treat myself to nice food I could just barely taste. At the time, I could taste salt, sweet, and the colour red, which I don't think makes sense, but it what did to me. What does the colour red taste like? So different things that were red that tasted differently. So like ketchup could taste, like berries could taste, just seemed to be red stuff. <laughs> I don't think that's scientific. So this podcast episode is just going to be about, because I wanted to talk about how... 2020 has been but it just feels too grim to just reflect on what happened and also everyone's been affected in some way but I don't think that either of our stories are particularly tragic you know we both kept our jobs so it would be a bit of a shit podcast if it was just us two having a whinge white women problems yeah yeah oh my god white women whinge over wine that should be (laughs) that should be my podcast um but yeah I just thought we'd do it about food instead because that's all that I've really done this year is just eat. Largely with you. You did suggest um, the first one being something pre-pandemic. But honestly, I can't remember anything 
in the first three months of this year. <laughs> so I'm afraid I didn't fulfill that. <laughs> oh no! Oh, mine's before. Should I go first then? If mine's yeah, I think you should one. go first. Yeah. Just okay. to remind us, so, what what was that like? Well, I had I had a few in mind, but the first one that I picked, it's only just pre-pandemic, and that's kind of why. I remember it so well. So it was the beginning of March. And what what's weird is I can't really remember what the COVID situation was like then. Like, I know things were slowly getting worse. And I know that we had been reporting on it more at work. Yeah, so the meal that I remember and that I, like, associate very much with March is in Newcastle. I went um, back home for my birthday and my birthday is the day before my cousin's so it's my cousin's 21st on the Saturday my auntie had planned this big party my auntie Rachel's just amazing like she is the best cook ever the things she makes are just absolutely phenomenal for this party she just made so many canapes it was ridiculous the rumors that were going around were it was more than 1500 canapes oh god they were just so good so there was really nice onion bargies ones that you'd think you could only really get in in restaurants but then she made this amazing arancini as well i think there were sliders i just asked my brother actually i was like can you remember what other canapes there were because i remember having so many of them i'd had a really big meal out that day as well because of it being my birthday but i was still just stuffing my face i went out afterwards to go meet my friends and we were all having drinks and i was just like oh i've just been to my cousin's party it was so good oh my god these canapes arancini i was like i wish you could try it and i was like oh actually everyone would you mind if if we all just went to my cousin's instead i just really want to show you the canapes and i think it'd be really fun none of them know him but they were like (laughs) okay so i think i really sold them on the canapes and we it was just so much fun because it was all my family my cousins my aunties and uncles and my friends and that was such a rare thing for my family all my family and my friends to be together under one roof and then really amazing food as well and what makes that even more amazing is that I had absolutely no idea that that was the last time I was going to be able to do that with my friends or family. It's really nice that you could actually see all of them in one go as well. (laughs) It's like, I've got my friends and I've got my family and I'm just going to shove them all together and I'm going to have really nice canapes. As I said, just really, really nice to be all under one roof. And also, but then I look back at the pictures and I'm like, oh my God, there was a pandemic going on and we were all hugging. You know, I'd been hugging my grandparents, my aunties and uncles. Everyone was mixing. That could have been such a super spreader event. And to think now, you know, you just wouldn't even, unless you were the most selfish, irresponsible person ever, go and do something like that but it's just I just have such nice memories of of that night and part of those memories are around the food because I think that's kind of what drew me back as well I thought I don't want to be in bars in the city centre when I can be in a lovely house and 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 just eat loads of food so yeah that's that's my first one that's my first standout food moment. You have actually reminded me of something pre-pandemic or of around the same time so I think it must have been beginning of March end of February it was when that Back to the Future musical had opened here and um, me and our friend Luke went along and we went to this sort of like after party drinks thing at the Museum of Science and Industry and they were they were bringing around little canapes and I know I said that I had a vegan Christmas dinner I am 99.9% vegan but occasionally I'll slip and this time there was no vegan options and they were just carrying around these uh caramelized onion and goat's cheese like little tartlets and oh my god i bear in mind i'm lactose intolerant i must have had like five i was like these are so good (laughs) yeah that's my pre pre times that's a good one 
you know, when you could go to see a show. I know. Well, it, it, whenever I pass there, it's the Opera House Theatre where that was on, wasn't it? It was just such an exciting thing that that was going to open. It was a world premiere and it was in Manchester. And now it's been so many months and the posters are still up. It's kind of like time's frozen in some places. Yeah. So tell me what is your first my first choice is going to be, I think, first of all, this was like Desert Island Discs. This was really hard. There's been a lot of nice food. And yes, I haven't been able to taste all of it, but there's still been lots of nice food this year. And my first one I'm going to go for, just because I had it the other night as well. I've had it a couple of times throughout the year, but also when I first moved into this flat as well, there's this Chinese around the corner called Rui, and they do vegetarian and vegan Chinese and it's been so long since I've had prawn toast they do I had chamein salt and pepper tofu fake crispy duck pancakes just all of that it's so amazing and yeah just big up Rui can they give me free things because I love Rui they're quite expensive but it's a treat and it's just really nice to just have sort of familiar tastes and it just I think is sort of a reminder of how thing how far things are going with fake meat products and just vegan food in general that I don't think I would have been able to do this a few years ago when people literally just had to have straight tofu and chickpeas for every single meal. I just think like the more you can make things that we already like, then everybody can just have them. Yeah, the choice now is absolutely amazing. Do you remember in uni when I tried to be vegan for a week and blogged it all like it was the most interesting thing and the biggest challenge that I had ever taken on. Well, I mean, my life's been quite easy, so it probably was the biggest challenge in my mind. And it did, it just seemed like, whoa, what am I going to eat? <laughs> I remember once going into town after uni to like try and find a meal deal or something easy and I walked around for so long and then ended up just coming back to the students' union and just having a bowl of chips. But now it's just so easy, isn't it? Especially in Manchester where there is all the choice in the world for things that feel like such a treat and that are not at all healthy. But then I use that as an excuse. I'm like, well, it's got no meat in it. Like, I can have it. It's not that bad. <laughs> when did you first try that place then? Yeah, yeah. so Rui's, I think, first in the summer and then even had it had it around my birthday. November lockdown, we went for a very early birthday meal and Christmas Eve. It's a very much a special occasion thing. What do they make the prawn toast out of? I've got no idea. I don't think I want to know. It's just, I can't go over how much it tastes like, like I remember prawn toast to taste. And that dipped in like the ch proper Chinese curry sauce. I love Chinese curry sauce. It's so good. You've been pretty good at making the the vegan alternatives though because you used that really horrible looking can of mock duck meat didn't you to make duck yeah. pancakes so that's actually my second one is oh my god i'm so sorry can i go for it <laughs> you go for it and then i'll do mine yeah okay you'll say uh, yeah one. my second one you're gonna think this is cheating but it was a week after i went to wing yip and it was basically just three nights in a row i oh no we both went together and it was pad thai one night, then I made this ramen where I sort of marinated the tofu in something and yeah, made made, made like the the ramen, the pho, I don't really know, and put pak choy in it and then the next day uh, deep fried some oyster mushrooms and then the next day had that mock duck meat in pancakes. It was honestly, all four of those were absolutely amazing. As you can tell, I really like Asian food and yeah, it's just so good. Did you know what was what made the mock duck meat? Because that seems like that would be quite a hard thing to replicate. No, but even when it came out of the can, which sounds dodgy, it looked 
kind of like duck. And then I sort of fried it with some Chinese five spice and some soy and it properly crisped up like duck and had that with some hoisin and some cut up cucumber in the pancakes that we steamed in my bamboo steamer. And my boyfriend was willing me not to eat it. He said, you will not feel good if you eat that. It even said on the packet, on the side of the can, no added MSG. <laughs> so it's like, there might be MSG in there, but they've not added any. <laughs> well, yours leads quite nicely into my second, actually, because you mentioned Wing Yip. So for those who don't know, Wing Yip is a huge Asian supermarket in Manchester. Well, to me, it's huge. I've never been to another one. I assume that it is quite It's a, a superstore. I can't remember the first time I went or the first time I bought something from it. I assume it was near the beginning of the year. But I think going there this year has become such an event because there's so little you can do these days. During lockdown as well, there's no, <laughs> there's just no form of entertainment. And going to Wing Yip is so much more exciting than going to the Big Sainsbury's, as much as I like the Big Sainsbury's. But, you know, it's better... It's so much better than going to those places because you have such a variety of stuff that you've never seen before. And it's also quite a challenge as well. I'll go with a list of things from a, a recipe book that I've got. Very specific things that you couldn't buy anywhere else. And I just spent so long searching and reading labels. It is a bit of a pain sometimes, but I don't know. I really like going there. And um, I think one of the first things that I made from going there, and also I, I think I got into making them this year, was the bao buns. And I know we've made them together quite a few times. And I just love them. I love the whole process of making the dough and how... I don't know, it's just so fun, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how to explain how is this it is. Is this with the shiitake mushrooms and like peanut butter like a satay yeah i think i've made those ones like three times now so the buns itself they're so nice yeah the buns are like pretty easy to make but it takes a lot of a lot of time because you're rise letting it rise and then doing all the kneading and stuff and then letting it rise again and then folding it and doing all this faffy stuff i think i've done the peanut butter mushroom one quite a few times and then recently I made a different version, oyster mushroom in a miso kind of paste. And then me and my boyfriend made another oyster mushroom one, but it was deep fried oyster mushroom. And it's just incredible how much that is like fried chicken. It's just strange because you pull it apart and it's like that kind of gray skin yeah baffles me oh it was it was so good and i think yeah they've been a good thing to make during lockdown or tier three or tier four or whatever because it's one of those things that takes a lot of time to do but there's quite a lot of payoff and you can go to wing yib and buy all sorts to go in it as well i think there's a lot of enjoyment that you can get out of that i just love wing yib do you think that cooking has been a sort of big escape for you this year? Oh, definitely. I think it has been the only certainty. I I don't know what will be open next week. I don't know what tier we will be in, but I do know what I'm going to have for my tea because that is the only thing that I can plan. So think of all these events and things that have been cancelled and holidays and, and trips and things like that. And it's just so much disappointment. But I do know if I plan a really nice tea for myself, I will be able to enjoy that and no one can take that from me because the, the supermarkets are just never going to close. Have you tried Have you tried a lot of new stuff then? Oh, definitely. I mean, especially with, um, speaking of bao buns going to Wing Yip, I used to say I didn't like Chinese food at all. I never got Chinese takeaways. It was just my definitely my least favourite. I can't really quite remember when that first started to change because the only place that was Asian that I would really eat was Tampopo with you. Because there's a few of those restaurants, which is kind of like East Asian food, isn't it, in um, in Manchester. And I really liked katsu curry. 
and get a lot of noodle dishes. But then I started to kind of slowly move on to other things like um, bao buns and and different stir fries and just getting a bit more interest in it. And I think once I started going to Wing Yip as well and seeing how much was there, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe actually it's it's pretty good. And actually it turns out that I barely knew what Chinese food was like at all. My dad's favourite thing to eat is the Chinese. I've always watched him get Chinese takeaways and that's given me the wrong impression because he orders the most boring things from it, like everything is brown. He's not a man that is about flavour at all. So the kind of things that he would get from the Chinese that never really appealed to me, but I didn't realise what a vast cuisine it is. And the more that I started to read and also like cook with you a lot, it seemed to be that was our chosen thing to cook really wasn't it and then I'd start buying the the recipe books and looking and just getting just taking more of an interest in it and now I mean I I probably still can't really pronounce a lot of things in these recipes but I enjoy them and I'm learning and I definitely think that I've got a lot better at cooking this year because of it because I just had so much more time and there's just not and and with that time you you know when you on a normal weekend back in pre-covid days i probably would have had more plans and want to like go out in the evening so just have a quick tea instead but now it's like well this is the only thing i have to do yeah you don't want to spend five hours doing something when you've got so many plans whereas yeah i was the same in the summer well it's sort of spring summer just like the highlight of any day was just well i'm gonna go through my cookbooks i'm gonna sort of fold down the recipes that i'm interested in i'm gonna make a list (laughs) and go to the supermarket because that was the only thing that we could go out and do yeah exactly what about you do you think you've become a better cook from this year yeah I I do think so and yeah like you say it's just having more time to do it and baking like I really enjoyed baking I've spent more time making brownies or making uh we had this dessert school called chocolate concrete which is just like a brownie but really hard and dry it sounds horrible but you'd have it with like pink custard and it was the bomb yeah so things like that and like I've made a couple of people birthday cakes when we've like met in a park for people's birthdays just everything we say this year just sounds so weird when I was with my friends um the other day we were all sat outside we we just kept saying like oh this is so nice I was like this is so ridiculous if if someone had said to me last year oh do you want to go and sit in a garden for seven hours you can't go inside in the freezing cold yeah (laughs) in freezing temperatures i'd be like no thank you but now the choices are just so limited of what you can do and it's funny isn't it how you just kind of accept your situation and how we've just tried to make the best of it yeah it's resourceful though that kind of brings me on to my next one which is when we could go and do (laughs) stuff of um when things started to open a little bit in the summer like the very first yeah things to start to open was where we went to escape to freight island and oh that's my one (laughs) right we're gonna have to talk about together oh so yeah we we went there and because it's it's a large outdoor area with different seating and you order this was like when ordering via an app wasn't the sort of known thing it felt like such a novelty and it didn't feel like you had restrictions it just felt like you were sat normally outside somewhere while people were bringing you nice food which happened to one of them be the donuts that's the same one as me as well talk about this donut with me (laughs) it's very special to me and i still talk about it all the time but i think like you're so right about escape to free island because like you say we'd never been anywhere like that before because it was almost like it was purpose-built for pandemic times but actually it was better it it just resolved so many of the things that i don't like about going to a kind of outdoor place like that that has a lot of stalls because 
usually you have to think oh shit well i'm gonna have to go around have a look at what everyone has on offer queue and then the kind of you know giving your table number and waiting and then going having to get up and go and get drinks every single time and queue again as you say it was all done on an app it was just so easy and you never felt close to to other people either everything was just brought to you and it wasn't even like you had to wait more than you usually would it felt quicker because people aren't dealing with handing over money and stuff like that and doing really big orders and having long conversations or just hanging around the bar oh it's just just it's so good they made it work so well yeah it feels fun and nice and i've been there a couple of times since obviously not now because tier three I, we really wanted to go to when it was all, all decked out for winter but whether we'll get to do that in january or not I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and that first time we went as well, of course, we were really lucky. A lot of the time being a journalist is a being really cold and being in scary places. But then occasionally you get jammed outside in the rain, <laughs> speaking to strangers. But sometimes you will get some food. <laughs> yeah, to be able to try everything was so good. But as you say, the... I don't want to take this away from you because you said this first and this is meant to be your one. So I'll let you... No, it's fine. We, we can talk about it together. But yeah, the P- Pierre de Resistance, <laughs> is that how you say it? <laughs> can you edit yeah. that bit out? <laughs> yeah, just the best thing we both thought. Considering it's neither of us... De Resistance. Yep, probably. <laughs> Pierre is Peter, I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, the best Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably wrong as well. The best Pierre was the crumb donut and neither of we both said neither of us are that into donuts if people brought them into the office i'd be like not bothered i'd only really want a beach donut like down at the beach they're hot they're covered in sugar but this oh it's so the one that i that we're both talking about had like chocolate ganache inside chocolate around the outside but it just somehow wasn't too sweet and gross it was just it was very rich we did have to half it but it was so good and maybe the best dessert i've ever had i've had a full one to myself since and um oh so good i think what's so nice about it is that chocolate coating on top when you bite it that really cracks and that hardness contrasted with the softness of inside the donut and also that rich ganache inside oh god it's so nice and i couldn't believe it because i've always said that that i don't like donuts but in the spirit of trying everything there, I thought, yeah, it'll probably be okay. And they're vegan as well. And I don't know if that has any kind of effect on the sweetness of it or the flavour or what. But oh my God, they were just incredible, weren't they? I don't know if it's the guy behind it or one of the guys behind it also did Firebird Hope, which was really nice. He did chicken, but then also vegan fried chicken um, at Yes. And it was really tasty. Now they're starting a new venture of this four-sided pizza. I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but they're opening in the Northern Quarter and they're going to sell the crumb donuts as well. So Four-sided pizza, what's that? I think it's got like, it's like a pizza, but it's got an edge to it. And it's going to be all square. vegan. And I think it's like, square, maybe like a rectangle, but like the edges are like not, like pizza crust usually is i think they're just like straight up right kind of like a pizza pie yeah um, yeah maybe i don't think i'm describing it very well but it looked interesting (laughs) and they're doing vegan pizzas and they are doing crumb donuts in the north well this is exactly what we were talking about before like manchester is just so good for popping up for vegan food Mm. i've I've just been back to escaped freight island so many times and i think it is because of the donuts i like a lot there but every time i've been back i've got one (laughs) Oh, apart from when they've sold out, which has been 
absolutely heartbreaking if you go later on at night and they close up the donut see i don't i don't go late on because i don't want to miss out ever since you told me that i'm like well i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go at nine o'clock in the morning just so i can make sure i'm getting the donuts and they're as fresh as possible so what's what's your next one then um yes my final one and this is in the similar vein to what you reminded me of in the first bit of this in my 99.9 percent being vegan in a time when we were allowed to go to a restaurant in Cumbria, um, went to the Lake District and went to Fellini's, which is this really nice vegetarian restaurant uh, in Ambleside. We went and it was just when like my taste had come back a little bit and we had this uh, like shallot, goat's cheese and caramel- caramelised onion, tart tartan. I think it might be the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. It was so nice, but maybe this was just my taste coming back. That does sound really good. So we got it to share. It was really rich. And just, yeah, everything just went together, melted in the mouth. It was, yeah, Chloe's in the name. It's very tart. Oh, man, it was so beautiful. I'm just thinking about it now and getting very hungry. Well, what do you think of, of breaking the rules as a vegan sometimes? Do you feel pretty guilty? A little, but then... I don't feel like I'm very sanctimonious about it. I will do my best. And if I slip up every now and then, I won't beat myself up. And I do it for environmental reasons. So I don't think having a bit of cheese or if somebody brings cookies into the office and I'm absolutely starving, yeah, I'll probably have a cookie. Often I'll say no, but just the times when I don't want to say no, I don't want to feel really bad about it. And I feel like I do more than most people so I allow it every now and then. But saying that, in Veganuary, this this coming January, I'm going to be really strict with it because I feel like I have been a bit lazy lately. I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I could definitely be better. I mean, I didn't have any turkey on, on Christmas Day, but I did have pigs in blankets, so... Better than both. I'm definitely eating way less than what I used to. When I cook at home, like at home, I just don't have any not-vegan stuff in, so... There's no temptation. I think if there were two options there and one was vegan and one wasn't, then I'm going to go for the vegan one. But sometimes there's just not the option or the thing that's vegetarian just sounds really, really good and the thing that's vegan looks rubbish. And it's like, well, I don't want to spend my money on something that's a bit naff. Whereas if I'm making it myself, I know that I can make it good and make it vegan. Yeah, definitely. I um, I could probably count on one hand how many times I've bought meat to cook myself and that's definitely a big improvement now it just kind of grosses me out i hate the idea of cooking raw chicken i've always been a bit funny about that because i just get so nervous about there being bits of pink that i completely overcook it anyway so i'm just like it's just not worth it and there's really good alternatives with with chicken as well because it is actually quite flavorless unless it's in breadcrumbs and it's like really well seasoned and it's i think that's the taste that you're enjoying not actually the chicken itself exactly like the oyster mushrooms I just think oyster mushrooms are the hidden gem of 2020 and it's brought us through a lot. It has. I was honestly in so much shock when Billy and I cooked the oyster mushrooms and, and deep fried them. It was like, this this is chicken. This is incredible. How is this possible? I did say there that I have bought meat to cook a few times this year and that kind of goes into my last one, my fourth meal of 2020. Well, it kind of does. It's not this specific meal, but it relates to it anyway. I can't remember how I ended up following her, but Rosie McKean Pasta Queen is my favourite Instagram account. She is this chef, food stylist from London who makes these really, really good recipes. 
and has got me just way more interested in Italian food now and wanting to cook a lot more and vary what I'm doing. So she had this recipe. She posts them all on her Instagram story and then she does them as highlights, which I will say, I really enjoy watching them. But because they're highlights, when you want to do the recipe, you have to go from the beginning and tap through for like a 20 minute recipe. And it's mega annoying because you have to start again every time you lose it. So that is... That's the only problem I have with it, but I'm getting free recipes from this woman, so I'm not going to complain. There's this pasta um, recipe that she made, this vegan one called Big Green Pasta, and it's just broccoli and spinach and olive oil, a bit of basil. It's just incredible. It, I just couldn't believe how easy it was and just how buying high quality ingredients just made such a massive difference. And I went to Salvi's Deli, which is a lovely deli at Exchange Square in Manchester um, that also has a restaurant underneath and they have a few in Manchester. They're quite a, a long-standing business in, in the city. And since doing that, I, I just love going there now and just having a little nub around. And I always spend way too much money. Like, my God, I spent £12.50 on a bottle of olive oil the other day. Just so unnecessary. But also, I'm not spending my money on anything else. So I'm like, I may as well just, like, treat myself to nice little foodie things like that. But yeah, this um this big green pasta is is really nice and I've started making it quite often it's a really easy thing to have when I get in from work because now I um I go into the office all the time not working from home anymore so that's a really nice treat with her recipes it is kind of the the higher end stuff so I wouldn't do a lot of them all the time for example one of them I made for me and my boyfriend Billy it was this meat called guanciale which is cured pork cheek I'd never had it before I'd never even heard of guanciale actually but just from from her Instagram story I was like this looks so good I'm ha- gonna have to go and get it and make it for him because we're not going out for meals I want to create that that feeling that we are out for a meal having something really really nice so I went to some butchers they didn't have any of it left I went to Salvi's and they did and then I bought some like can of chopped tomatoes there's something else. Anyway, I bought three things that came to £19. Oh yeah, it was um, it was pasta, some dried pasta, chopped tomatoes and guanciale, £19. You know what, it was so worth it. It was just the most, um, just the most delicious, like crispiest, wonderful meat <laughs> ever. It was, it was like a, having a really, really, really nice carbonara. That kind of pancetta sort of taste, but completely stepped up. It was, it was so good. Definitely not something I would make all the time. And that's not my, my meal of of the year it's it's definitely the big green pasta i actually made it for my family for tea tonight but my family are highly critical well of each other's cooking i'm probably too critical of them so they didn't love it that much um so you said that you spent a lot of money on uh, ingredients for that and it did turn out okay have you had any like big food disappointments this year that's a good question (laughs) i'm a journalist (laughs) i don't definitely have i've got this recipe book which is where i got the bao bun recipe from i think that was the, the first time i made the bao buns i also made like a noodle dish to go with them that was absolutely disgusting i think it was because i tried to combine two recipes because i didn't really have the right things of both and i liked the sound of both of them and i had one mouthful i was like there's no saving that it's disgusting i'm gonna throw it in the bin threw the whole thing of it in the bin there was probably enough three people but it was horrible i made a really bad jackfruit curry it was just too spicy and just flavor well i say too spicy flavorless but it was all of the flavors that i liked and it was really spicy so that went in the bin as well and then a while ago um me and my boyfriend cooked another noodle dish and i won't say that was a disaster because we both enjoyed eating it but billy said to me while, while they're having a first few mouthfuls he was like what did he say oh he went it really smells like public toilets <laughs> 
it's not what you want for your review. I didn't want to agree with him, but it did smell weird. It didn't smell right at all, but it did taste nice. So I don't, I wouldn't, there's been a couple of massive disasters, but thankfully not in ones where I've spent a lot of money and a lot of effort. What about you? All I can think of is when I tried to make cookies recently and they did not stay cookie shaped. They just turned into one flat. Like, I don't know what was going on. They tasted okay, but just aesthetic wise, they weren't cookies. It was just a slab of melted everything. Did you put them in on the tray in balls? Yeah, I think I tried to, but then also I didn't chop up the chocolate into like small chunks. I just did it like, you know, how you break up a piece of chocolate and then I think that melted a lot and then it offset the balance. And because I wasn't using eggs, I don't know what else you put in normal cookies, because it was vegan stuff, it might have made it harder to stay in shape anyway. And then I just messed up even more. But no, I think... Apart from losing my taste, that that has been the worst disaster food wise this year. But other than that, it's been it's been pretty successful. I do think presentation is something I need to work on for twenty twenty one because I think my flavors are there, but the presentation is often shocking. <laughs> what would you like to cook more of or try that's new in in twenty twenty one? I don't know, but I think I will know when I come across it. I do want to try more things. I do maybe want to try and bake some bread i feel like this was the year to be baking sourdough and stuff and i I missed the boat so maybe i'll do that a year late i think just there was never any flour left except i've actually got loads of flour because i'm always using it for stuff (laughs) so maybe i was the hoarder the whole time i think at the end of the year i've got into the habit especially now being back in i've been in the office for a while but finishing a day at work and thinking oh i just want a takeaway or i want to do this so i think getting back into cooking something healthy yeah stuff that makes you feel good and sort of nourished at the end of it i'd like to do more of that rather than just cover everything in soy sauce which is my go-to in the minute <laughs> i've got a, a pasta machine now so the pasta sauce that i made tonight for tea Ooh. we had it with tagliatelle that i'd made i did make it with my sister she did it first offer her help and i was like no i'm gonna do this on my own I'm fine. But actually, it's really hard to make pasta by yourself. You need to have forearms to like roll it and hold these massive long sheets. So yeah, I think I definitely want to get better at Yeah, pasta. I'd love to make more ravioli. And um, actually, that's all that I've got in my mind at the moment. I just want to make ravioli. I'd like to be there (laughs) to eat that with you. But yeah, I think we've gone through the year. This this has been lovely. What, What a year in food. Well, I hope we have lots more food together and cook a lot more together in 2021 yeah it's been really lovely chatting to you and yeah i can't wait hope you have a good new year yes happy new year bye bye